If you're anything like me, you spent your childhood assuming that one day you'd meet your Prince Charming. You'd get married, you'd have a nice house in the suburbs, a dog, a career, and a couple of kids. It never crossed your mind that Prince Charming wouldn't come along, or that tragically you'd lose him before his time, or that your marriage wouldn't work out, or even that your biological clock would have other ideas. Or maybe you never really wanted that sort of happily ever after. Maybe you never wanted a man, but you did know you always wanted children. We're living in an age where for the first time, women can embrace motherhood on their own terms. They no longer have to put their lives on hold waiting for the right man, or settling for someone who they know isn't right for them, just so they can become a mother. More women than ever before are embarking on the journey to become what's known as a solo mother by choice. And while for a lot of us it doesn't feel like a choice, but more a necessity, the bottom line is there are now options for you to be able to fulfill your dreams of motherhood if the traditional route isn't playing out as expected. The No Need for Prince Charming podcast will share stories of Australian women who have successfully become solo mothers by choice. They each have a unique story as to why they decided to pursue motherhood in this way and the journey they had to go through to make this dream a reality. The hope is that by sharing these stories, you'll have the knowledge and the confidence to embark on this amazing journey yourself if you determine it's the right one for you. In the words of Walt Disney, all of our dreams can come true if we have the courage to pursue them. All you need is faith, trust, and a little bit of pixie dust. Welcome to a special bonus episode of the No Need for Prince Charming podcast. I don't know about you, but for me, it's really dark, it's stormy, it's cold. All I am doing is daydreaming about some beautiful tropical holiday. I've just come back from Fiji and we had the best time. We went away with another solo mum and her daughter and it's probably one of the best holidays I've ever had in my life. We didn't do a lot, but it was just so nice to be warm. The kids were happy. There was kids club for them. There was adults club for us and it was just the perfect holiday. I learned a lot along the way about what to do and what not to do, um, but I thought it would be really useful to go out to some of our previous guests and get their hints and tips about traveling with kids as a solo mum, and just see if there's anything that inspires you for your next holiday. It can be a little bit daunting and overwhelming. I certainly felt that way, um, being this was our first holiday just by ourselves overseas, but we mastered it and we both came back in one piece and happy the whole time. So, you know, it wasn't too bad. One of the biggest things I was worried about was how much luggage we were going to take. So I was really deliberate about my packing. We only took one suitcase in the end and Lexi wasn't potty trained at that point. So I still had to worry about taking a whole thing of nappies, which was annoying. I took those packing cubes and we basically got one each and just had to cram everything into it. Um, We were at the point we had to sit on the suitcase to get it zipped up, but we made it work. We also had three carry-on bags. So I had a nappy bag, which is a backpack, and that's probably the best piece of advice I could give anyone, is putting your carry bag as a backpack. It means you've got your two hands free to be able to deal with your children or anything else that comes along. My backpack is a Hannah and Henry one. I really love it. Um, It's normally a nappy bag, but it's also my work bag. It fits my laptop and my lunch and my heels and everything else, and it was just the perfect size. We also had Lexi's daycare bag as her bag. And when she didn't want to carry it, I had a really big carabiner so that I could attach that to one of our other bags. I took her with me and we chose a rolling suitcase for a little cabin bag size one. She got Minnie Mouse. But what was really important is that it had four wheels. So it was really sturdy, one of those like hard shell ones. We could attach her daycare bag with the carabiner to it if she didn't want to carry it. But with a sturdy handle and being four wheels and hard, it meant that I could put her on top of it as well. So I could wheel her around the airport when she couldn't be bothered walking or when she was being a pain in the ass. 
and it was just like a fun ride for her so that was that was really key the fact that she chose it for a lot of the time she was pushing it because she was really you know proud of this little suitcase that she had she was really excited and she still pushes it around the house now so key was getting her to choose but making sure four wheels and really sturdy so then you've got those options to just kind of stick them on it and wheel them around and then they're kind of trapped for a little bit because oh big open space they run and um, one of the other things I did is I got one of those um, travel toiletry bags the ones that fold out and I filled that with things for her so there was stickers there was um, crayons pen- pencils coloring things there were toys there were poppets there was little books everything in there and I also wrapped up a few toys so every that she hadn't seen before so every hour or so she'd get a new thing to unwrap and that killed a little bit of time but it was also something new and novel so she played with it I did extra ones and hid those in the suitcase so I could then put that into the travel case for on the way back and she kind of got this thing out and she could play with it and then there was something she got to open every hour or so lots of snacks including chocolate it was just the easiest way to bribe her and I just got those little are they furry friends <clears throat> so she could have like a little kiwi or a little platypus or whatever it was and that that again filled in some time when you're on the plane it's all about filling in time there was a lot of ipad and we got some cute cat headphones so that she wasn't annoying everyone else around her she watched the gruffalo pretty much on repeat but yeah there was times where she just wanted to play on the way back we had quite a late flight and I did manage to get a seat where the one next to me was free so that was great that she could curl up so I also had a little polar fleece blanket in our carry-on as well so we could um, use that to keep her warm. When I went to book the seats one thing I tried to do is I tried to go towards the back of the plane because that tends to be less busy and I looked for a window and a middle seat where the three across from us the aisle was booked. So then basically I was going to get someone by themselves or I wouldn't get anyone because they wouldn't be able to sit across the aisle from each other. And that worked out really well. Didn't work out on the way over. It was a full plane. But on the way back, that seat was free. So I could move over and she could have the two seats and curl up and stretch out and, and sleep, which was really good. Probably the only other thing that was great that we did for Fiji is we took pool toys. So just the inflatable ones. They don't take up a lot of space in your luggage. But they absolutely loved it when they were at the resort. And it just made pool time really, really fun. And we spent a lot of time in the pool. So that's probably enough from me. Let's hand over to some of my past guests and get their hints and tips. And hopefully wherever you're going with your gorgeous little family, you have an amazing time. Hello, my name is Lisa. Um, I have a four and a half year old son called Luca. Um, We were on the um, third or fourth episode, I think, of the very first season of the podcast. Um, So I do lots of um, little trips with my son, I have mostly done camping trips with other solo mums, um, which is amazing. Um, I am not a camper at all. Um, never went camping really as a child, but um, have learned all that I know about camping from all my other amazing solo mum friends. Um, that's been really good. I never would have attempted a holiday like that on my own um, with my son. They're really quick and easy trips to get away for a weekend. Um We haven't yet attempted one longer than a long weekend yet, but I would love to do that now that I'm a bit more confident and I've got all my kit. Um, I have also done some interstate trips with my son. Um, My biggest tip there is to um, pack lightly, uh, which is not easy for me. I'm not really a light packer, but um, pack lightly and I try to get most of my bags or things that I need to carry, like the pram, travel pram bag, 
with um, straps that I can put onto my back or on my sh- over my shoulder. Um, I also have a little travel suitcase, carry-on suitcase for my son with wheels that he can push himself as well. Um, and one of the biggest tips I found was if you're flying somewhere and getting a hire car, make sure the company you hire the car from has the cars at the airport. You don't have to get on a shuttle bus and go somewhere else to pick up the car. Um, the first interstate trip I did with my son, I made that mistake and it was a lot harder to get him in and out of the pram and get all our luggage on and off a bus on my own. Um, so when you can just go to in the terminal, um, pick up your rental car keys, go straight to the car park and get in the car, that is so much easier. So that was a big tip that I learned. Um, yeah, and just lots of snacks and things to play with on the plane. Although I find that just being on the plane is entertainment enough for him looking out the window and that sort of thing. I also try to fly in the middle of the day. Um, so there's something to do like eat lunch. Um, and he could nap when he was younger at that time too. Um, anyway, that is all my tips. Um, look forward to hearing everyone else's tips as well. Cheers. Bye. I'm Sarah, um, mum of Noah from season two, episode four. Um, and we haven't done any big holidays yet. Um, but we've done a few little road trips and my biggest tips would be to always travel with a picnic rug in the car um, so that when you stop, you can get bub out or toddler um, and they can sort of stretch and roll around and just have a really nice break from the car seat. Um, and we've done that on the side of the road in car parks at rest stops, um, in lovely parks and gardens, just wherever we happen to be and and no one needs a break. Out comes the picnic rug. We've got a really good waterproof one, so it doesn't matter if the ground underneath is wet. Um, So that's a big tip. Um, We always travel with a bag of small toys on the front passenger seat. So I can just pass a toy back whenever Noah needs an extra distraction um, or you're beginning to grizzle in the car seat. Yeah, that's right. Whenever you grizzle, I pass back a toy, don't I? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, so that sort of means that we get a little bit of extra driving time um, before we need to, to stop. Um, another tip would be to just know that it's going to take a lot longer than what you expect to get to a destination um, and that that's okay. So um, make the most of the drive-throughs for coffees and things like that while your little one is asleep. Hopefully they'll sleep. Um, And yeah, just enjoy the adventure. Half the time it's actually not about getting to where you need to be, but it's about um, the adventure that you can have along the way. So that's my tips. Happy traveling. Hi, Alicia. This is Carly. I'm mum to Lennon and we are from your podcast Uh, season two and episode two as well. I just want to have a quick chat to you about my experiences um, holidaying as a solo mum by choice. I'm really passionate about this topic. I've made sure that uh, as much as possible Lennon hasn't missed out on um, holiday times with me just because we don't have the normal family makeup. I've been taking him on trips with me um, ever since he was little and not even big trips, like we've got a big trip coming up shortly in a couple of weeks to Bali, but that's with our family, so that's going to be fantastic for him to go away with his cousins. But 
early on, I've always taken him on like little short trips. I remember probably his first ever trip, he would have been about three months old. And we just went and stayed in a hotel in the city overnight, which was fantastic. We brought along my 10 year old niece. So she was a great help, you know, carrying things like porticots and prams and sterilizers and all those things up into the room. Um, so yeah, we've had a few other short trips, things like uh, camping or nights away in cabins or, um, and I haven't found it difficult to do on my own. I've probably actually enjoyed it more so than what I would do if I was traveling with family or partners or friends or because I get to make the decisions on what we do during the day and what we go and see and where we stay and um, how we spend our time together. So I highly recommend it. I think it's fantastic. I plan to do lots more traveling with Lennon once we get back from Bali and over the coming years. Um, perhaps traveling with one might be easier than multiple children, but um, yeah, I highly recommend it and think it's a fantastic way for us both to get out and explore the world together. So good luck to anybody that's thinking of doing it. Um, yeah, I highly recommend it. My name's Amanda. I'm mum to baby Leo, who's nearly 18 months old. So my podcast is from season two, episode 15. Tips and thoughts on holidaying as a solo mum or a solo parent family. My advice would be don't be afraid to travel or to attend events. Just make sure you're really prepared. Um, On a recent trip to New Zealand for a wedding, I took my mum with me and she was a great support and having another pair of hands was so helpful. When planning, I confirmed everything to do with baby safety numerous times, like porticots and car seats in the rental car. And I borrowed a small foldable travel pram and uh, packed just minimal toys and books. Some of the tips I've learned are recording yourself, um, reading your baby's favourite books. So you don't need to bring as many books with you and your baby can enjoy the book still. So seeing the pictures and hearing mum's voice, we've actually used those recordings numerous times for appointments and things like that. It's also good when you haven't got Wi-Fi. Um, Try and be flexible with routines and naps on the go, but keep some familiar things like bedtime teddy or comforter and predictable or familiar routines the same to reassure your baby. Um, Happy travels, mama. You've got this. Well done. Hi, I'm Sam, mum to Eli and Kai from season one, episode 19. Uh, For our holidays, we do a lot of road trips and that's mainly because I like to have the convenience of having my car with me when we're away. So a few tips I have for driving with little ones is car DVD players, which are a lifesaver. Um, I also have a little basket of toys and books that I keep in the car and pop between the kids when we're going on a long trip. So they're toys and books that they don't see often and that's exciting for them when we're in the car. Also, if we're staying in a motel or an apartment, we can bring that little basket of toys in, into the room with us so they have something to play with. Um, we also time our stops usually around lunchtime and usually at a park. So we stop for about half an hour to 45 minutes so the kids can have a play and have something to eat. Um, nappy changes, toilet stops. Uh, I also download lots of podcasts for myself to keep myself busy. Um, when we are staying in apartments or motels and not with family or friends, I often will check to see if they have porticots available for hire. Often they have them for free and that's just something less that I need to pack and set up when we get there so that's really handy they also will often provide high chairs and baby baths as well um yeah so that's 
and my tips for travelling with little ones. Hi, it's TJ here. I'm the mother of Baby Star. I was in one of the podcast episodes with Alicia. Um, I recently took my little 14-month-old baby to Melbourne with me by myself and it actually went really well. It was a lot easier than I thought it would be. Um, it was actually fine on the aeroplane. She just played with the menu and the safety card and really that entertained her for most of the flight, which was amazing. I would definitely advise that you don't pack a lot for the inside the airport, just to have a really small carry-on um, because you're going to be carrying a baby plus a diaper bag or a nappy bag. So you don't want to have too much stuff with you. That, that was the hardest bit, getting her out of the airport with my suitcases. So pack light, that's my tip. And then when I was in Melbourne, we're not used to being in a big city, so I thought that would be really stressful, but actually it was totally fine. And my definite tip for someone who's traveling with a younger baby or a toddler is to plan your itinerary around the nap times. (laughs) My baby was having two naps a day at that time, and I had a lot of people to catch up with. So I basically just made sure that I timed my driving across Melbourne for when my baby needed to sleep. I was I was borrowed I borrowed a car from a family member and I would just like catch up with someone in the morning, then put my baby in the car around her nap time. We drove to the next person and I did the same in the afternoon on the way home and made sure to finish my catch-ups and then come home for her second nap so she could sleep in the car. So if you're going somewhere where there's gonna be a lot of driving, definitely coordinate the nap time with the drives and all your friends and all your Tourist activities can be arranged around the nap times. That, I think, is my biggest tip. Um, I would say if you're going somewhere where you're going to be settled and you're not going to be travelling around a lot, like where you would just be staying in one place, it's definitely worth hiring a pram or borrowing a pram, Um, you know, hiring a cot or borrowing a cot, just anything you can to make the experience easier for yourself. I definitely find having a really good pram helps because I can just pile all my stuff in the pram and then be out for the day. Obviously, if you're backpacking around or you're traveling to lots of different places, you're going to need a travel pram or something smaller or something lighter. But if you're just going to be in one place for the whole time, get yourself a decent, good, big pram because it just makes life a lot easier. Um... So those are my main tips and just trust that you can do it. It's actually not as hard as you think. I was really, really worried about managing just by myself with a little little baby, but it was actually fine. It really was fine. You know, airports can be overwhelming and your child just wants to stay near you. They're not really going to want to run off. They're going to be a bit scared from all the noise. So they're going to cling to you. They're going to stay with you. So it was actually easy. So I hope that's helpful. Um, I can't think of anything else, but just know that you can do it. You totally can go on holiday by yourself. You're rocking this. If you're coping at home with the baby, you can cope you know, outside the house with the baby. If you're coping in your normal city, you can cope in a foreign city. You really can. You really can. I totally believe in you. Okay, see you guys. Lots of love from me and Baby Star. Hi, my name's Celeste. I'm mum to Henry and Charlie. Henry's six and a half years old now and Charlie's almost two. I'm from season one, episode 32. Um, I do a lot of regular travelling with my kids because my family all live in Gippsland. So we regularly do a two-hour journey to my parents' place um, in the car. So... I guess my tip for those kinds of travels is 
um, depending on what your kid's into. My kids are very snack focused, so I pack a bento box each with their favorite snacks, including fruit and other things that I think they'll eat. I also try to time my um, journeys around when I think the youngest Charlie will sleep so that he will have a full tummy and hopefully not off for a half an hour or an hour of the journey, which breaks up the trip a little bit. We listen to a lot of music. Henry has a little bit of iPad time. Um, those are the sorts of things that I try to do. Um, when Charlie was younger, I always made sure that it was nap time when we left, even if that meant that we had to leave a bit later than I would like to, because it certainly helped a lot with a, a baby. Um, we've also been on a couple of holidays um, since Charlie was born. So when Charlie was six months, just before Henry was about to start primary school, we went to Phillip Island for three nights, I think it was. Uh, we stayed in a caravan park and um, that was really good because we were driving to get there. We were able to take everything with us. We could take pram and um, the, the comfy big pram and um, bottle warmers and all the things that made life convenient and also snacks. So I could make sure that there were snacks that the kids would like. I didn't have to worry about whether I'd be able to find what we needed when we got there. So that was handy. Um, I was, we were also able to take whatever toys Henry wanted to be able to play with um, so that when Charlie was having his two naps a day, which he still needed at that time, and we were trapped in the room, he was fully occupied and not so much on the iPad all the time, which was good. Um, when Charlie was 18 months, we went on a trip to which was early in the year, we went on a trip to uh, Sydney on the plane. Um, I chose Sydney as a destination because I wanted to try a flight because I was hoping to maybe I'd go to maybe maybe be able to go to Bali or somewhere like that. Um, maybe next year. Um, so I thought try a short flight and see how that goes. Um, it didn't go very well. <laughs> Charlie didn't like it. He's he was eighteen months, but he'd already well and truly into the terrible twos. Um, I made a mistake. I, I took a travel pram with us, but I didn't take it on the plane on the way there. Um, I thought that it would just be an extra piece of equipment that I'd have to try to lug onto the plane and it would just be an inconvenience. But the reality was that Charlie spent the whole time trying to run away from me and having tantrums. So I ended up having to carry him most of the time, which was really challenging when I was also carrying our cabin bags as well. Um, so that was a bit of a mistake, a lesson learned, which I did it the other way. On the way back, I took the pram onto the plane. And whilst it was a bit challenging carrying that pram backpack onto the plane as well, it was far less challenging than chasing a toddler around. So it was much better. Um, the other thing I found challenging about it was the um, not being able to pack as much stuff as we really wanted. I had to be very selective about what I packed because I didn't want to take too many bags, being only myself to manage them. So um, we didn't have a lot of toys with us, uh, which meant that when Charlie was having his nap, um, Henry was mostly on the iPad, which is not great for Henry's behaviour either. Um, yeah, so I, I don't really have any tips or tricks to make that part easier because it kind of was a lesson for me not to do those kinds of um, flying trips right now not whilst Charlie's so little once Charlie's a bit bigger we'll try again but um, 
right now. We're just going to focus on places we can drive to or places where we can jump on a boat or something from here rather than worrying about having to fly somewhere. Um, but yeah, that's all I can really share. More of a what not to do than a what to do. But I hope that helps some people. Thank you. Hi, this is Billy, Mum to Luna from Season 2, Episode 1. I am literally sitting here about to uh, go on my first ever overseas trip with Luna, uh, just waiting to be picked up to take, be taken to the airport. Um, so I am definitely learning about travelling uh, as a solo mum. However, I am going with my parents, so I do have some help. Um, things that I've learnt about overseas travel um, and some little tips... I'm taking a photocopy of Luna's birth certificate. It's probably not necessary, but I have heard that sometimes they question where the other parent is um, out of concern for kidnapping and things like that. Um, so I've got a copy of the birth certificate to, sh to prove that um, there is no other, other parent to be accounted for. Don't know if that's necessary or not, but hey, can't be too careful. Um, other things is just the amount of stuff that you need, uh, which is the same for any toddler. But obviously, if you are traveling solo, you've got to carry it all. And that's the hardest part. So right now I am I have a suitcase for each of us, a backpack, um, a carry on thing for her and a pram. And somehow I'm going to lug all of that around the airport. Um, haven't quite figured that out yet, but obviously I do have some helpers with me. Um Tips that I've learned from doing little road trips with friends, uh, the hardest part is packing and unpacking the car um, when you've got a toddler that is quite clingy, won't, doesn't want you to put them down uh, and you're trying to lift suitcases and then you can only do one thing at a time instead of carrying uh, multiple items. So you've got lots of back and forth to the car. Um, my tip for that is ask for help. Um, don't be embarrassed or afraid to. It will make your life a million times more, a uh, million times easier. I went on a couple of trips with some friends, um, and the first time I went, I had two friends, both of whom um, just saw what was going on and ordered their husbands to come over and help me, and that was incredible. I could not have done it without them, um, and I just realised from then on that actually, you know, that's what's got to happen. They've got two people. I'm travelling with them. They can get ready quicker. So as soon as they're pretty much done, I just commandeer someone's husband and I get them to come over and give me a hand. Um, half the time it's just I need someone to clean the dishes while I'm um, doing the final bits of packing or it's I need someone to just be putting stuff in the car um, while I've got Luna clinging to me. Um, but that is definitely the, the thing that I've found is the hardest part. The rest of it, to be honest, isn't too bad. Um, once you're once you're where you're going, it's kind of like just being at home um, and you're doing all the, all the same kind of jobs that you would otherwise be doing. So um, it's more the transit, I think, is the hardest part. Um, but the actual travel itself is incredible. Um, I mean, we all love traveling and getting to see new places through their eyes is, is an absolute delight. Um, so I wish you all the best. I hope you get to have some trips big and small. Every little one counts. Um, and good luck. Thanks. Bye. Hello, my name's Lisa. I'm mum to Riley from season two, episode 14. I have some tips for traveling on an aircraft. Um, I had a trip to Queenstown last year for a wedding when Riley was four months old. 
I'm really lucky that we ended up having a family trip as well and I travelled with my mum and my brother. I found it so different to flying just as a single person, obviously, but um, definitely over-planned and over-packed and over-prepared, but it actually helped in the long run. Um, Some of the tips I would suggest would be... Um, have a baby carrier for getting to the plane and helping to settle during the flight. You can get up and walk around once the service is over and as long as the seatbelt sign's not on. Um, And most airlines will accommodate you with an extra seat beside you. Um, But don't be afraid to ask at check-in. Once you're on board, look to the crew for any help. And if they can, they will. I always helped the mums... And now that I'm one, I can see how valuable it is because you really are like a fish out of water on board that aircraft. Um, I would suggest going to the back of the aircraft and sitting closer to the back near the toilets so you can get up if you need to. There's also lots more spare seats down the back usually. So you might end up having a couple of seats to yourself to spread out. Um, The only other thing is do not change your baby on the seats or on the change table. That's a big no-no. You'll only annoy the crew by doing that and it's pretty unhygienic. So just use the toilets when you can. Um, The other thing I would do is purchase a travel pram or borrow one like I did. I have a really lovely friend who lent me her baby Zen yo-yo and it was amazing. Um, And then that's one that you can actually check in or you can bring it on board with you and use it around the airport terminal if you need to. Um, remember when you're carrying an infant, you don't have any restrictions with formula, liquids, breast milk, babies do need a lot. So pack twice as many spare outfits, Riley pooed through hers on the car ride to the airport. So we had to change her when we got there. Um, also use a backpack. If you have a backpack as a baby bag, it's a really valuable resource because it just hops on your back and gives you lots of free hands for everything else. Um, Warm clothes for the plane because the outside air temperature is single digits, if not below, so it can get really cold. Um, I would also pack everything I could think of, like medications, teething gels. I took my Snotty Boss cot sheets from home for the smell. Um, A lot of those things um, we used and some things we didn't, but it was just good to have everything there. Uh, I use these bags called Plain Pals to keep our suitcase organized and to help with washing later. They're just little bags that you can pack inside your suitcase and they help keep things organized. Um, It's also good to have a washing machine if you have one at the place you're staying at for any big messes to clean up before you come home. Um, Take all your batteries out and put them in a snap lock bag and separate them before you go to the airport. This will save you a lot of time in security and because batteries can't be carried underneath the aircraft, they have to be on your person. Remember to take your time at check-in security and board early if you need to. You will probably be very stressed out along the way and leading up to this trip but if you just remember that you're a priority 
people with carrying infants or children always take priority. You can get on and get organized before everyone else gets on board. And please remember to eat. Pack yourself a snack or something because when I was a flight attendant, nine times out of 10, it's always the mums that forget to eat and then they faint and you don't want that to happen. So I hope this has been helpful. I hope that it can give you an insight into prepping for your trip. Thanks very much. Hi, my name is Rachel, mum to Arlo who is two. We're from season one, episode 15. And as I am talking, I'm sitting in my car at a caravan park, watching my son play with kids I've never met before. And that is just one of the many benefits of traveling with a child when you're a solo mum by choice, because you are compelled to actually interact with other people because you don't have as many people of your own. And I think that that's one of my favorite things about being a solo mum by choice, that it's really pushed me out to make more connections with the community and um, when we're traveling with new people because I want my son to be part of that big group. I just don't want to be married to anyone in it. And so um, I highly recommend traveling with a toddler. Uh, we've done a motorhome trip. We do lots and lots of different trips um, across uh, to the east coast of Australia because we live in Adelaide, but I'm actually from Sydney. Uh, so we've done heaps. And these are my top tips. Number one, write a packing list and then just keep using that packing list no matter what you're doing. You're going away overnight. You're going away for a week. You're going away motorhoming or caravanning. Wherever you're going, just keep adapting that one list that you've typed up in your phone because it just saves so much time and mental load. Uh, the next part is that when you're at an airport, put your kid on their suitcase, not their suitcase, sorry, on your suitcase. Um, you can buy fancy versions of this, but honestly, you can chuck any kid that can sit up on a suitcase with their legs wrapped around the handle. It's just super efficient. Um, when Arlo was a baby, I had a shusher, this little device that was battery operated, and it meant that if he cried on the plane, I could turn the shusher on and he would, you know, shush. It was great. And I lent it to people on the same plane as us several times. And everyone was like, wow, what is this amazing thing? Shusher. Um, this is such a common one, but bottle and boob for takeoff and, and landing, it makes all the difference because their ears don't um, pop naturally. We were always the last, well, we still are always the last on the plane. I just think that makes sense so that you're not spending excess time sitting. And I just run him wild, um, make a huge nuisance of ourselves while we're at the airport uh, to wear him out. And we try to nap on the plane still. Uh, or if not nap, then I'm all for Netflix uh, downloaded on my phone. Uh, on our motorhome trip, I gave him lots of little toys that were new, just gadgety things that he could press buttons, super annoying stuff, but it was really helpful. And my last uh, suggestion is that you get vacuum bags from Big W that like you can uh, not use a vacuum on. They just sort of like the air comes out of them when you sit on them. They're just so good for like your dirty clothes, for packing your actual pillow or whatever you want to do. And it saves heaps of space in your packing. And most importantly, just do it. It's the best thing ever. I can't imagine our last two and a half years without all the traveling that we've done. It's been wild. Wow. I certainly got a lot out of all of those tips and tricks and I'm really looking forward to my next holiday now. 
got a cruise booked in January, but I'm also thinking Bali next year and hoping lots of you might join us. Until then, I hope everyone enjoys uh, the rest of winter and finds a way to keep warm and has some beautiful holidays to look forward to. Thanks always for listening. I'm Alicia and this is the No Need for Prince Charming podcast, bringing you stories of Australian solo mums who created their own happy ending. If you like what you heard, please follow or subscribe to make sure you don't miss out on future episodes and leave a like, a review or share with your friends to help others find it easier. Bye for now.